Hello and welcome to the hot seat. I am your host, Vila Bianca, and with me today are two very, very poor people. Um, please welcome Drag and Excult Baby. Hello. Hello. So, in case this is your first episode here, I want to run through the rules real quick before we dive in. We've got two contenders, three debate questions, and 12 hot sauces. Both of these brave people will be debating three random questions while eating hot sauce. Each mini debate will get progressively more intense as the hot sauces get hotter. Who's going to win? You decide. So here's what you do. You type in the name of the person you want, you're, you're voting for throughout with that little exclamation mark, and Nightbot will tally those votes as the, as the debate continues. We'll read them off at the very end, and we will announce our winner. But if either of them tap out before the 30-minute mark, the other one wins, and they forfeit. Audience questions from Super Chats will be answered for 15 minutes during the cooldown portion while our contenders douse themselves in milk and or ice cream today, actually. Um, so we have with us X-Cult Baby and Dragnaught, truly an epic show-off against this lineup of flavored pain juice. We will see who will walk away with the knowledge that they will not shit fire in vain tonight. Oh. <laughs> How are you both doing today? Terrified. Thanks for asking. <laughs> Enthusiastic. <laughs> I can feel it coming off you guys in waves. This is great. This is great. All right. So we are going to jump in. First question is going to be an easy one. It's going to be a gimme. And we're going to start with our bacon hot sauce that's flavored with cayenne pepper. All right. All right, you guys got that ready? Also, if you want to eat along with these, we do have the link to the hot sauce collection in the description, so feel free to order a box for yourself. Oh, I got to take this whole thing off before it comes out, huh? Wow, you were that so prepared, sense. Rudy. You were so prepared. I literally <laughs> took all the, like, plastic stuff off of there and everything, and now when it comes down to it, I just... <laughs> I choked. I choked. <laughs> all right, you guys. We are going Thanksgiving or Christmas. Rudy, start us off. What do you think? And give it to us within two minutes. All right, listen. I was raised as a little Jehovah's Witness child. No holidays, political or religious for me. And then I met my new sweetheart in November. The November after I, uh, I left my former faith. And on our very first date, he was telling me about this amazing Christmas party his family has every year. And I had to tell him, well, I've never been to a Christmas party. I've never celebrated Christmas before in any way, shape, or form. And he said, well, of course you're invited. And this was our first date, so it was kind of a big deal. You know, uh, he clearly had some idea of longevity for us, at least for a, a few weeks into the future. Uh <laughs> And when I went to that party, his family had all gotten me gifts, even though they'd only met me like once. And I got all of them gifts, which they were equally surprised about. And the whole season was just this magical, heartwarming comfort. We, we made cookies. We just spent more time together as a family than we normally get to. It was a beautiful time, and that is what Christmas always makes me think of. 
Okay, straight up out of a out of like a Meg Ryan movie. I love it. <laughs> All right, drag. Why is Rudy wrong? It's it's going to be hard to beat that. That is that is a Hallmark movie right there. That that right there is a Hallmark movie, and I'm going to have to. The only thing that I can think of, God, it really does taste like bacon, uh, is that fried turkey. There's there are very few forces on this planet more powerful than a properly fried turkey, especially one that's been marinating over 24 hours. And the Cajun butter seasoning has been injected into every orifice that bird has to offer. I can tell you that there's, you know what, Thanksgiving is a terrible holiday uh, if you actually sit down and, and think about the actual history of what people are trying to celebrate. But, but we use it as an excuse to fry turkeys. And that's literally the only good thing about Thanksgiving, in my opinion, and I rest my case. <laughs> All right, well, opening remarks. <laughs> a beautiful opening remarks from you both. Both of you brought tears to my eyes. Um, let's move on to chili lime hot sauce with jalapeno pepper. Uh, okay. While Rudy maybe presses back against the only thing that drag likes about Thanksgiving. Hold no punches, Rudy. Uh, pardon me while I take a bite. No. We encourage talking with your mouth full on this channel. Here's, here's what I'm wondering. <laughs> A, when is turkey available? The answer, whenever you want one, as long as you live near a Walmart or something. Even more if you live on a farm. B, is pretty much anything worth celebrating genocide? No. No, not really. Especially not fried turkey. I mean, I've never had it, and I'm sure it's delicious. But in the same way that I avoid Chick-fil-A, uh, even though I think that that food is delicious, I don't know if I could ever prop up Thanksgiving as, like, the best thing ever. Especially not over Christmas. Because... What Christmas has that Thanksgiving doesn't have. They both have food. They both have family. But you know what Christmas has that Thanksgiving doesn't? Festivity. That's where they got you beat. <laughs> Drag, what do you say? Fair points. Very, very fair points. The, the genocidal <laughs> aspect of Thanksgiving is uh, something that cannot go unstated. It may be However, worth just pointing out for everybody at home. Here at the hot seat, we do not endorse genocide of any kind for any reason. Well, that would be a big nope. But I, I will say that if we look at the commercialization of Christmas and how it is just sort of a hodgepodge of uh, what people refer to as pagan and uh, you know Judeo-Christian traditions, now we have uh, this sort of this this monster that uh, our wonderful capitalist society has now infected the rest of the world with. So it's less about getting together. It's less about trying to enjoy each other's free time. And it's about trying to one-up each other by buying the best gift. And uh, the worst part to me is that uh, there's no fried turkey typically on, on Christmas, uh, which is, is a Christmas terrible you tragedy. Then? It's terrible. terrible. 
All right, you guys, remember to vote in the comments in the live chat because we are going to need to determine who here is making the better argument. And I can always make the final call, but uh, I do need your help. All right, let's move on to the next hot sauce, sriracha, also made with jalapeno. Mm -hmm. I like sriracha. Yeah, sriracha's pretty good. I just got a bottle for the first time and I've been putting it in everything. Like regular sriracha sauce? Yeah. Wow. I know. Also, Gucci-Chang. Mmm. Yeah. Mm. But that's neither here nor there. All right. We are going into closing statements for Christmas versus Thanksgiving. And we definitely want to get a little bit heated here as the heat starts kicking in, hopefully. Um, so uh, Rudy started this off. Drag, give us your closing statements as to why you are correct and Rudy is wrong. Uh, my, my esteemed opponent here has made some very cogent points on the topic, uh, points that I agree with. Uh, however, I would love to rebut and uh, end my statement with fried turkey is awesome, Leon. <laughs> it stands alone. No. Uh, I, will, I will still give you that. Fried turkey does indeed sound awesome. I've never had it, but... I would even go as far as to concede that overall, the food at Thanksgiving is better. The food traditionally associated with Thanksgiving is better than the food traditionally associated with Christmas. But that's really not the reason for the season. We're not there for the food. We're not there for the presents. And the people who do have the emphasis on commercializing Christmas are really bringing it down for the rest of us. And I will fully admit that. But when I had my very first Christmas, it definitely wasn't about the presents that I received. I don't even remember what most of them are anymore. That's not what I remembered from that Christmas. I don't think it's what most people remember from their Christmases with their families. It's the fun times you had, the expressions on people's faces, the feeling of warmth and love. The warm fuzzies, that's that's what Christmas is all about. That's why I think it's it's better than Thanksgiving. All right. We've got warm fuzzies versus fried turkey here. Guys, vote for fried turkey or warm fuzzies in the live chat. All right. Let's move on to the Cajun hot sauce with habanero pepper. Ooh. All right. As we begin thinking about this second question. The second question is going to be a little bit tougher, a little bit more of a brain tickle, if you will. Um, and it is centered around some things that we as a community tend to talk about a lot. So let's dive right in. Should atheists make an effort to know more about philosophy? Is that something that an atheist should do? Now, Rudy is of the opinion that, mm, nah, and drag is of the opinion that, yeah, that could be helpful and maybe even something that you should prioritize. I won't put words in either of their mouths. They're very hot, hot mouths. All right, let's start with drag this time and give him his opening statement. Okay, I would first like to say, uh, be very careful with the Cajun. Um, did it come all pouring out on you at once too? <laughs> it did. Oh, no. So uh, as a Creole, uh, I will say that uh, we should definitely prioritize philosophy, understanding how we think, 
is incredibly important. And I don't mean just sort of uh, pulling the dark off as weaponization of, of philosophy or just, you know, uh, swinging the, uh, the, the fallacy wiffle bat. It is understanding that the we want to avoid fallacious arguments ourselves, and we want to make sure that the people we're talking to are making the best arguments. Therefore, we can steel man them and recognize uh, how one should go about making arguments that are not only uh, sound but also valid. So I think it is. I think it's very pertinent uh, for everyone to learn philosophy. All right. Thank you for that opening statement. Rudy, what are your thoughts? Why is Drag very wrong about this subject? I wouldn't even go so far as to say that he's very wrong. But I think the emphasis, excuse me, within the online atheist community on philosophy is misguided. Because, you know, unlike on call-in shows and things like that, uh, unless you're, you know, rebutting a, a theist a apologist or whatever, most of the time you're not going to directly encounter people who have these structured philosophical arguments. You need to know how to talk to the layman. And I think that I, I can do that fairly well with very little in-depth philosophical knowledge. I don't know all the terminology uh, but I vaguely know what it means, and I know from listening to good arguments and bad arguments how to construct a good one. I might know, not know all the names for what is what, and I might not have read all the books, but at the end of the day, the people that you are talking to or having these conversations with probably don't know that stuff either, and they're going to feel like you're talking down to them using philosophical jargon. Hmm, interesting Interesting. All right, let's move on to the ass kicking original, also made with uh, habanero. Um, so, drag. Rudy seems to be equating talking down and uh, maybe a little bit of a highfalutin uh, language uh, with knowing philosophy. Uh, do you do you agree with that, or am I misrepresenting? Mm, I think. Ooh. <laughs> I get a little bit hot. Oh, it gets a little bit. Just a tad, just a tad. I think Rudy brings up a great point. There is, there's a, uh, a sort of a, a, a elite circle of, of, of folks who uh, sort of just immerse themselves in philosophy, and that's that's just pretty much it. That's that's where they that's where they exist, and so um, it, it ends up becoming kind of a, an ivory tower of sorts. And so, in order for uh, people to sort of be on the same page, it it's, it would behoove people who are I guess more philosophically literate to make it more accessible these conversations these concepts to people who may not understand uh, a lot of the terminology of the concepts and so uh it's just if i'm getting in a conversation with a younger creationist i'm not going to you know mention the names of specific enzymes that they've never heard of because it's not important what's important are the the facts uh as i can communicate them as if i'm speaking to you know a student instead of a peon uh, because the tone uh, changes dramatically between those two categories. So I think that uh, it is that if we're going to encourage people to have uh, more of a philosophically literate sort of toolkit, uh, we should also encourage those who already have such a toolkit to uh, be less douchey. Less douchey. We can all get on board with that. Rudy, 
Um, what do you think? Do you think that uh, in order to be less douchey, you might need to know more about philosophy, or is it just not even an issue for you? Well, I don't think I'm douchey, and I don't know that much about philosophy. Uh, not that that is, you know, like, I'm not the and I'll be all of that these examples. That is known but... as correlation, not causation, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just, I just think that at the end of the day, uh, knowing those terms and knowing how to use them and knowing how to dumb it down also is good. It's not a bad thing to know those things. But a lot of the people I know who are in who are big into philosophy get really caught up in this stuff and i've also noticed that a lot of philosophical arguments tend to become pedantic which is something that i personally cannot stand and at the end of the day the pedantics seem to get nobody anywhere like, at the end of the day, when you're just fighting about who has the right definition of this word or who's using it correctly, which happens fairly often, that just brings any progression to the conversation to a halt. It's just not going to go anywhere at that point. Okay. That makes sense to me. All right, we do have a question in the live chat. What are the rules around super chat questions? The rules are that you should pop them into the live chat if you have them, and we will be reading them at the end of the debates during cool down. So definitely ask your questions either to me, the host, or to one or both of our brave contenders today. Um, so I am hearing a lot of agreement between you guys and this is something that we've struggled with before on the hot seat where we just are too dang nice um let's get a little bit little bit of knuckles bared maybe help out with some wasabi hot sauce so go on and try that wasabi also with habanero we've got two more habanero hot sauces after this and then we go into the one million scoville capsaicin extract hot i'm ready for my sinuses to be cleared how are you guys feeling so far? Like, this better make my pores clear. <laughs> better than a face mask, for sure. Mm -hmm. Delicious. Yeah? All right. You heard it here first, folks. Grab yours. Yep, I feel I it. Like Going through my sinuses. For them. There's no, just so everybody knows, there's no, like sponsorship unfortunately that would be cool um but yeah i like this this brand so go go grab your own all right yeah you guys. i can endorse these now these are like i these are good <laughs> <laughs> all right you guys um we are going to go a little bit harder come at me with the the crux of your argument because what i'm hearing here is uh rudy you're talking about the the concept of you know, using philosophy in maybe an irresponsible or pedantic way, but there are other ways that you could use philosophy. And then, Drag, you're agreeing with Rudy and saying that maybe philosophy is useful, but without that pretension. But what is it useful for? Give me your give me your thesis statements here. Okay, Drag, go for it. All right. So, so I learned in the very very early days of the online uh, atheist discussions that. You could not specialize. And that was one of the mistakes and one of the reasons I advocate for everyone learning philosophy, because I'm a science guy. And so I said, I'm just going to stay with the science. I know the facts. That's it. The issue I came in contact with was that when people were making fallacious arguments, I can correct 
you know, uh, someone's scientific misunderstanding. But if they're asking a loaded question, if I don't understand that that's a loaded question, it's hard for me to just throw facts at it because I'm going to be addressing a loaded question. So uh, you can think of it like this. Uh, you can be given a, a, a slew of weapons to engage in combat, right? But even if you know it's your enemy, you know, maybe, uh, if you don't have the discernment on which weapon to use, right, then you're not going to be as combat effective against your opponent. And so that's why I think that philosophy is one of these. Uh, again, even though I said don't weaponize philosophy, in this analogy, it is a weapon. Weaponize <laughs> philosophy along with other things such as scientific knowledge and uh, having a cheery disposition and not being a douche, I think is probably the most effective. So having sort of a mixed bag or uh, not necessarily a jack of all trades, but to sort of dip your toe into different areas so that uh, you don't have the, uh, I guess, the weakness of not having at least a rudimentary philosophical background. All right. Thank you, Drag. Let's dive into that roasted garlic hot sauce. And Rudy, come at me with your thesis statement. Why is philosophy not maybe too useful for atheists to focus on? Well, I would agree with Drag that when you're arguing with a dishonest interlocutor, knowing philosophy, understanding structure of an argument, et cetera, et cetera, is important because at some point, just having the right information isn't going to be helpful if somebody is being a dishonest interlocutor. But the thing is, for me personally, I don't want to have those conversations. Like, those aren't the conversations I'm even looking for. If somebody is coming at me with obvious fallacies and loaded questions etc etc and i don't think and usually you can tell to some degree i don't think that that person is looking to have an honest conversation then that's not even worth engaging with for me like there's a point where a certain amount of philosophical knowledge would be helpful in that kind of argument but i'm not looking to have arguments i think that the much more useful conversations that i'm trying to have and trying to facilitate are going to be with people who are not going to purposely throw curveballs at me like that. Mm. And having the knowledge to say, okay, but you see, like, because you can do it by accident, you can do it unknowingly. You can say, okay, do you see how by asking it this way, you're kind of implying the answer that you already have? Like, you can say that, and if somebody is an honest interlocutor, they will say, oh, okay, I guess. Let me rephrase that question. Or something along those lines. But if that's not how the conversation goes anyway, then I, I don't want I don't want any part of it anyway. So <laughs> all right. Well, thank you both of you for those thoughtful responses, you guys. Uh, <clears throat> make sure that you are voting in that live chat, seeing who you think is making the better arguments overall. Or maybe just for this round, you know, could go back and forth. How are you guys feeling with the hot sauces so far? Pretty good, actually, which is which I'm afraid of. <laughs> it's like, uh-oh, this was too easy. It's going to become difficult now. Yeah. Titan Uranus in the uh, in the chat is trying to give away my secret. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, you guys. Well, we are going into round three, which is the most intense topic. And we're opening it up with hot sauce from hell, appropriately, for the topic of this conversation, which is, is eternal damnation or nihilism more evil? Now, for those of you who might not know what these are, let me give a quick definition while our contenders scarf that down. Um, eternal damnation in a lot of Christian theology, specifically, talks about how unbelievers will be essentially burned forever and ever in torment. Whereas annihilationism talks about how everybody who is of the correct faith will get to live forever, party, 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 and the rest of you will just cease to exist altogether. Probably pretty painfully, but there's an end there. So we've got Rudy on the side of annihilationism being more evil and drag on the side of eternal damnation first. Before we get into opening statements, how's that hot sauce from hell feeling? That's the first one that's really kicked. Yes, yes. This one definitely kicks you in the teeth. Mm -hmm. nice. Okay. All right. Well, let's get started. Rudy, annihilationism. What is so insidious about it? Well, you see, I was raised a little Jehovah's Witness child in a, in a lowly little cult. Um, and I was taught that... Well, my, my grandfather died in 2014 and I was raised with this idea that I would see him again if I remained faithful because he had remained faithful up until his death. So there was a chance I could get to see him again if I remained faithful. Hmm. Uh, I wasn't worried about torture. I wasn't worried about getting, you know, annihilated in Armageddon. I was worried about not seeing my family again. You know, the, the promise of torture is kind of abstract because it's like the worst pain you can imagine. And it's like, yeah, but I probably can't imagine it because it's probably worse than I can imagine. At least it's, it's, it's just so abstract to me. It does bite itself in the ass there a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, so with annihilationism, it's like, I already miss my grandfather. Do I have to miss him forever? Mm. And what about when he wakes up in this paradise and I'm not there? Like, that was the thing that got in my head. Not the idea of pain, but just loss. So Damn. I'd say in a lot of ways that that's, that's more cruel. That is that is intense. I'm loving I'm loving Rudy coming in with the anecdotes. That's a that's a that's a really it's good impactful for way statements. to make point. <laughs> Before we jump into Drag's response as opening statement, let's dive into Devil's Revenge. Now, you've had it kind of easy up until this point. This is the first hot sauce in this batch made with um, capsaicin extract, and that's going to hit up to one million Scoville units, which is pretty hot for those of us who care about such things. Hold on, I gotta get the right piece of chicken here. It's gotta be the perfect ratio of breading to chicken. Appreciate that. Oh, Appreciate that's terrible. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Don't say that. Don't say that before I even put it in my mouth. Don't say that. Oh, you're gonna, you're gonna feel this one. Oh, no. I've had worse. Oh, you okay. will. I've had the last dab. 
<laughs> All right, so we're up against like a, a super fan at this point. Oh, it's worse. I consume half the bottle live. Okay. All right. This may Don't have been do unfair, Trudy. Can we can we can we pause the debate real quick? Yes. Do not look at me, people watching. Do not do that. Me and the other person who did that was Christopher Mowdy. Both wound up on the bathroom floor, oh, vomiting. No. <laughs> and obviously the other thing yes do not do that that video is still up on youtube link in the description i will, <laughs> I will get it to you after, after this here's from ali's channel oh my god rudy how are you feeling uh that one took a little bit to kick in really like that one hits you in the back of the throat not not in the teeth mm -hmm. but uh yeah it's it's building up Building okay. up back there. Okay. Drag. So, uh, uh, let's 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 say you make the really difficult case that eternal damnation is evil. Eternal it's it, it, eternal dam, eternal hellfire? Is that what mm -hmm. eternal mm -hmm. hell you know what? That's one of the things. Back even when I was a, a Christy type person, I never understood for the life of me how your spirit person inside of you feels pain because the last time i checked last time i took physiology and anatomy you needed nerve endings and nerves and tissue to feel pain how your spirit man or woman or spirit person feels pain i don't know I, do we have i have so many questions I have so many questions your essence okay person essence inside each and every one of us has somehow the ability to have nerve endings that are everlasting and somehow it can also mitigate eternal fire heat and you can still somehow maintain consciousness or the the physical nature or, or i have no it's, it's just it's so weird and wacky that somebody high on something had to come up with this just to scare high all on the, the children. last dab it's halfway through the bottle. <laughs> it's, it's, it's that that it felt like Satan shit in my stomach. And you will actually hear me say that at one point in that video. <laughs> uh, it's that because you feel it coming down. It's so bad. But it's 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 ridiculous, but it's also evil. Because you think about it, okay, cool. Hitler's going to hell. Burn forever. Awesome, cool. Awesome. I I I, I agree. Uh, the guy who stole uh, from the quickie mart because he didn't repent and love Jesus, so he gets to go sit next to Hitler. Uh, his, his, his spirit entity inside of him that I'm, I'm supposed to be convinced by is going to be tortured next to Hitler and murderers and rapists and actually evil people. No, that's stupid. No, I, I just, I don't know what grand designer designed the universe and is equating uh, petty theft and heinous crimes against humanity. But no, that's cruel and unusual. Very cruel. Cruel and unusual. I like it. Yeah, All right, we, we are highlighted the unusual to... part very well. I know it was like, <laughs> oh, you made both cases. That is that is impressive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Rudy, we are going to be asking you why you think, after hearing Drag's response, that annihilationism still has that core component of just cruelty, maybe that eternal torture doesn't. But first, we're going with Ghost Pepper because it might not be eternal, but we do like a little bit of torture on this channel. Now I'm starting to get a little, uh, a little, uh, oh no. 
It's okay. If we my if my out. mouth is hanging open for the rest of this, it's because I can't close it. <laughs> that is okay. And, and think about it this way. You know, bright side, we've only got ass blaster and spontaneous combustion left. Yeah. I'm <laughs> real excited about those. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, I don't like the flavor of that one at all. No, it tastes like old nickels. Yeah. Have you okay, that many one, old that's nickels? the first one I've tried that I actually straight up did not like. Hmm. And reminder to everybody in the live chat, um, we actually reimburse our uh, contenders who buy these hot sauces to make sure that they have them for the show. So in order to facilitate the next episode, we need to come up with about 50 bucks. <laughs> so if you guys want to donate Super Chats to fund the very next episode, feel free to do that. We would very, very much appreciate it. All right, Rudy. Um Annihilation, let's go. I feel like I'm getting annihilated right now. <laughs> um, yeah, the idea that you can even torture somebody for eternity is terrible. Like, you know, I never grew up with this idea of, like, your spirit leaving your body. And, and I will agree that the idea just that you could even get paired with Hitler for, like, robbing a convenience store is just ludicrous. Um, however... I will say, now, back to more personal experience, I have already somewhat experienced annihilation in that the worst thing that it offers is separation from all of your loved ones. Mm. Uh, as somebody who has been shunned by my family, I've already somewhat experienced that. And let me tell you, it sucks. It sucks a lot. It has taken... Uh, multiple bouts of uh, therapy and quite a bit of time to I don't want to say recover because obviously there's still trauma there but like to get to a more manageable place with that and I know that at the same time my family is feeling the same way and the thing that I think is the scariest at least about the Jehovah's Witness theology for both them and me was that they are taught that eventually after Armageddon comes they will forget I existed. Mm. They are taught that they're going to forget I existed. Uh, which is horribly tragic, because at the very least with the heaven and hell doctrine, for the most part, like they at least know what happened to you. They know that they, they know that you existed and that you had a life with them. But uh, everyone I've ever known who is still a faithful Jehovah's Witness when they die is supposed to forget that I ever was a part of their lives, which is in and of itself very psychologically uh, scarring to think that that is a future that they pray for and look forward to. So. Damn. This got, this got heavy. Seriously. No, I think that that makes a lot of sense. The The concept of that separation can be a lot more poignant just because we do experience that, right? We might not experience eternal torment, so we can't make that comparison. Right. In the it's real a taste world. it's a it's a taste of you you have a, a decent taste of what is supposed to be the ultimate version of that already mm -hmm. as an alive person. Rough. All right. That is a that is a strong case to come up against. Um before we do though, 
we're going to move on to the ass blaster, which is our penultimate hot sauce. So second to last, one more to go. Give you guys a minute to chew on that while Drag formulates his response. My nose is running a little bit. Hold on, I gotta blow my Do nose. Do not touch your face. I gotta blow my nose. <laughs> that one's disgusting. Oh. Pretty hot. Uh, okay. Yeah, that, that's. Are these oh. last three just nasty? <laughs> they they are hot more than anything else. They prioritize the heat. Um, it's going to be hard. You really, really made a great point, right? If you're if you're experiencing annihilation technically here. Right. That's just if you it's because it, you can't really you can't really conceptualize burning forever, but you can at least to some degree use being a prior or being ostracized as sort of, I guess, a soft version of what, you know, certain religious people say is going to happen to a bunch of people. And mm, that brings a great point. It's hard. It's actually really hard to rebut that. Actually, you know what? I want to try. So I will say, mm. <clears throat> we feeling it now. <laughs> Some just came back up. Okay, because it's Rudy's arguments of strength and weakness. Ooh. Because Rudy can conceptualize it here, then it is not outside. It is not. Uh, the ultimate evil concept, or uh, it is not. Uh, this is actually difficult. <clears throat> you, can't, you can you can think about burning forever. You can be ostracized to the end of your days, but you can't burn to the end of your days. And so, for that, is another layer of evil for me, because there is some machination that allows that to transpire. And so because uh, that that level of insidiousness that's built into uh, this depiction, I think makes it even more sinister. So I rest my case there. Yeah, I, I'll have to say, I, I want to piggyback off that and just say, you are absolutely right. Because the last time I got burned at work, the moment that I recognized I was burning, I stopped burning because I got my hand the hell out of that toaster oven. Uh and the idea of uh, unstoppable burning is pretty terrifying. Yeah. That is good. That's a good point. You can also burn yourself in this life and get a taste of that side of things. Um, all right, you guys. We are going to wrap up. Get those votes in, everybody. Who has done a better job of representing their side of these totally randomly assigned arguments? Um vote for Rudy or vote for Dragnaut. And while they are voting, you guys, we are going to that last hot sauce for your closing statements, not just for this round, but for the entire debate. Your closing argument, why you should be the one that people vote for in the live chat right now. So go ahead and put on a, a little extra of that spontaneous combustion, also a million Scoville capsaicin mm -hmm. extract. Mm -hmm. And uh, Ethan, we'll wrap this puppy up. Ethan, I'm billing you for the hospital trip that I'm going to have. <laughs> we should make people sign uh, NDAs or, or something. Yeah, we really should have been a waiver. Or waivers. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, I didn't like the last three. They're all... It is literally just all spice, no flavor. All spice, no flavor. That's the. This isn't episode. even flavored pain juice. It's just straight up pain juice. <laughs> That's the twist at the end. All right, drag. Why should people vote for you? Why did you win this multi? Um, because I'm wearing a shirt, and people should be happy that I'm here wearing a shirt. That's that's literally the only reason why people should vote for me. We make great arguments. You know, I'm going to make the opposite argument. Uh, I'll take my shirt off if you vote for me. So, who uh, wins? <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, you guys, we're going to close the voting polls in five, four, three, two, one. All right. Roll out, Nightbot. Who is the winner? Looks like we've got. Eight for Rudy, nine for Rudy, and drum roll. Very long drum roll, as Nightbot thinks. All right, more people voting for Rudy. Damn, that's pretty last minute. That is, that is a little bit last minute. Nine people voted for Dragnaut as of 8.39. And at 8.39, how many people have voted for Rudy? Eight people vote for Rudy. So Dragnaut is the winner of this debate by a single point. A single point. And he's going in for the milkshake. I like it. I like oh, this, it. No, this is tea. The milkshake's being created downstairs right now. Nice. Nice. How are you guys feeling? Bad. <laughs> All the other ones were fine. Like, the last three or four just sucked. Yeah. I feel like it was just the last three. They are um, not very nice, but that's what makes this fun. All right, thank you guys so much for joining. Uh, shout out your channels. Where can people find you if they want more of what you're serving? Uh, I mean, my channels is drama and stupidness. Uh, if you want to see me do something constructive, come to channels like this, uh, Lime, AXP, Talkie, then. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, God, this is hot. <laughs> yeah. Rudy, how about you? Uh, I have a link tree which has all the stuff in it. Go look at it. I don't want to talk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We are going to read out those super chats that we got. Thank you so much for everybody. <sighs> Ice cream. Um, oh, nice. Everyone who sent those out. Uh, Amit Matthew says, would you rather debate Otangelo or G-Man? Mm. I know why I asked that question. I've, I've, I've debated. Me either. <laughs> like... Oh, I, I've debated both of them technically several times over the years. Um, a tangible because I can hurt his feelings quicker. <laughs> See, this right. is why we disagreed on the philosophy thing. You're okay. I can't hurt people's feelings on purpose. It makes me sad. It's, but it's only it's only those two. Every, every mostly everybody else. You know, even 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 Brojo to a degree, uh, I can be charitable too. Those two, fuck them. Agreed. <sighs> All right, do we have another super chat here? Secular Rarity says, no question, just worth mentioning how awesome everyone is on screen. 
Thank you, Secular Rarity. Everyone was awesome today. Kyle Brewer sent a super sticker. Thank you, Kyle. And Jeremy Smith says, uh, as a veteran, apparently, of, of Super Chat donations, here is 10, wait, I don't know what that symbol is. 10 whatevers from Jeremy. Thank you, Jeremy. I like it. All right, you guys. Um, please remember to like, to subscribe, and thank you to your friendly neighborhood atheist patrons, Cindy Plaza, Kenneth Leonard, Sky, Jump and Shoot, Oz, Secular Rarity, Philip Leach, Caitlin Beyond, Toast, Richard Gilliver, Sunset Sarge, The Blazing Wizard Pope, Amit Matthew, Shianti, and Fava Beans, Ray Sylvester, and Kyle Brewer. And be sure to check out YFNA's The Perspective, where skeptics talk to callers about their supernatural, paranormal, and alien beliefs this Tuesday at 7 p.m. Central. All right. Thank you all, everybody, and have a good and mostly painless night.